This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters this is a show where we talk about a movie that's real this time unlike last week with defendor yeah whatever that was this is a real movie this is a movie that actually exists a proper motion picture that was shown to the the masses yeah man of steel man of steel i only said superman you shouldn't because they don't know they don't at all they do once three times is it yeah almost four i think every single time they go wink yeah, ding. Just trust us. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> There's one scene where they say it three times. Really? Yeah. All right. I believe you. Yeah. It's the first time I saw it. You saw this I think once I before? saw this once before, but I don't remember when. In the Thetor? Or... I don't think it was in the Thetor. Okay. I think it was post-Thetor run. So in the comfort of your own home. Or somebody's. Someone. That's fine. Yeah. What do you think of this thing? I don't know. Oh, no. Most of me likes it. Yeah. Most of me, but there are parts that just feel very un-Superman to me. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay to me. That's a, uh, I guess you're going to elaborate as we go through this thing, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What did you think of it? Uh, I prepared a statement. A statement? Yes. I thought it was necessary for me to prepare a statement because I understand where this movie sits kind of in the pantheon of films, of superhero films. Yeah. It's not high up there. That's for sure. It's kind of... Looked at as a steaming pile. Of, you know what? Of I the think shite. it's it's the third best DCEU movie. That's fair. <laughs> no, no, no. Fourth, fourth. Best. It's the fourth. <laughs> uh, I'm going to read my statement. Okay. I, David Robert Michaels the first, being of sound mind and body, do hereby declare that Man of Steel is a very good movie. Very. And more so than just being a very good movie. Out of the 41 movies that we have now discussed on this show, this is one of the best movies we watched. Huh. I do understand the mountain of shit that will rain down on me due to this statement, and I accept said mountain of shit that will rain down on me in perpetuity. Yeah. The same mountain of shit that came after you said Green Lantern was a good movie. Also airtight. Perfect movie. Not. It's not a perfect movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> you couldn't even finish the sentence. <laughs> this movie was great. This is a fantastic movie. Is it? It absolutely is. And I didn't read any reviews before this. All I heard was sure. hearsay going, this movie sucks. Everyone says this movie sucks. It's not I their say Superman. It sucks. I think it's fucking phenomenal. I don't think it sucks. I think everything about this, well, not everything, mm. lots about this movie is phenomenal. Okay. What's this thing about? We start out just as we did in 1978 with a crazy day on Krypton. <laughs> Jarrell wants permission from the Supreme Council to send the genetic Codex MacGuffin off-world because Krypton is doomed because of fracking. Naturally, Zod stages a coup, and Jarrell steals the MacGuffin skull and downloads that info onto an external hard drive he named Kal-El. It's a, it's a boy. It's a baby. Yeah. Which he then sends to Earth, just as Zod and company- Zod of... had a baby eats a boy. Yeah. Well, Jor had a baby eats a boy. Right. Well, he's calling Zod. Huh? He was calling Zod in this scenario. Oh, okay. Zod, Zod. he had a baby. I had a baby. It was, a, it was natural. Natural baby. Natural baby. Like we don't do anymore. Also USB baby. <laughs> anyway, he sends the baby to Earth, just as Zod and company are vanquished to the Phantom Zone, and Krypton goes kablooey. Sure does. Cut to a jacked guy saving a bunch of people on an oil rig. Oh, you said jacked. That was weird. That was a weird choice of words. Why's that? He's cut. He's not jacked. I mean... Jason Moi is jacked. <laughs> he is cut. Okay, Henry fine. Cavill here, he's just, he's cut. 
you could see those the muscles there, all the anatomy oh, of him. There's reasons for that. Oh yes, there's too many <laughs> reasons for that. Go on. Cut to young Clark in school getting all the superpowers at once and hiding in the janitor's closet. Cut to a kid seeing a bunch of kids in their sinking school bus. His dad tells him, "Hey, you're an alien kid." Also, you should have let your schoolmates die. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Keep going. Cut to adult Clark defending the honor of a waitress and fucking with some guy's truck. Lois Lane is landing in the Arctic. I don't know. There's a giant thing in the ice. It's really old. National treasure. Nicholas yes. Cage style. Lois sees Clark walking near the giant thing at night and follows him for reasons. He laser beams through the ice and cue an exposition dump from dead dad Russell Crowe. Naturally. Clark saves Lois for the first time. He leaves in the ship. She writes an article or something. I don't know how newspapers work. <laughs> Perry won't let her run it because reasons, so she WikiLeaks it her own damn self, but actually just gives it to a blogger because that's how you did things in 2013. Also, Zod is coming. Fact. Amy Adams is the best Bruce Wayne we've seen yet because she reverse traces Clark's heroic acts all over the world back to Smallville and in like, finds him. In three minutes. In no in time like, at all. movie time, three minutes. It gets it across real fast. Yeah. Flashback, Jonathan Kent dies in a tornado. Yep. Lois gets in trouble with Morpheus <laughs> for leaking the article, and is given a two-week suspension. Larry Fishburne, baby. Lawrence. Larry. You can Yeah, Larry's a, a nickname for Lawrence. I feel like I've seen enough of his stuff. He's Larry. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know. Yeah. Nickname He's still basis. an actor. Let's not forget that. Hot off the, the Tales of the Matrix in this one. Yeah. But whoa, Zod is here. He hijacks the airwaves a la Jack Nicholson's Joker. I feel like I've said that recently. And demands Superman be brought to him. So Clark goes to church. Sure does. Then he turns himself over to the military. And they turn him over to the angry Kryptonians who also want Lois so that she can be on the ship to move the plot forward. McGuffin um, Lois. Yeah. Lego Lois McGuffin. Lo Lois McGuffin. Her maiden name. Exposition time again. Zod wants the McGuffin to turn Earth into new Krypton and kill all the humans. Lois escapes thanks to Ghost Dad. Clark escapes thanks to Ghost Dad. Superman fights some Kryptonians, and he beats them. The world engine starts doing its best impression of a Planet Fitness commercial, picking stuff up and putting it back down, <laughs> which is supposed to turn the Earth into Krypton because gravity? Yes. I don't know. Science! Superman blows up one, the one in India. The government blows up the one in Metropolis when the SVU guy sacrifices himself, and that sucks up almost all the Kryptonians. Clark and Lois kiss out of nowhere. Yes. And then Superman and Zod fight for a long time with no regard for civilian casualties. And Superman snaps Zod's neck. Superman smashes a drone. Captain Ferris says he's hot. Clark goes to work at the Daily Planet. And Lois says, welcome to the planet. Get it? Phenomenal. That's the movie. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Next week, we're going <laughs> to... So what you just described there is a perfect movie. <laughs> you say Simple so. Simple as that. Right? There were plot holes in my synopsis. Yes. <laughs> Full of them. <laughs> I can't hide my love for this movie. I think this is terrific. First time I saw it, I love it. What didn't you like about it? Let's just dive right into that. Go to the bad first? We'll go to the bad first. Ooh. I feel like this, let's anchor this thing down. There's a, a pretty widely regarded moment in this movie that, that people do not like. Which, because there's a few that I could easily point out. Uh, is it the Jesus? The Jesus is- Is it the whale? The whale was the one that got me. The whale is weird. Yeah. There's a lot of Jesus. No, it's when he kills Zod. Didn't mind it. Didn't mind it. No. He murdered somebody. Yes. Superman. Yes. Did not mind it one bit. Okay. This isn't our Superman, if you will. This is Zack Snyder's Superman. Oh, well, when you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Watchmen Superman. Pretty much, because Zack Snyder, I'm convinced, cannot work with actors. Not even a little bit. He is born to, <laughs> to work with just a camera crew, because everything in this movie looks gorgeous. Sure. 
the actors might as well have been cardboard cutouts of people. <laughs> Which is crazy because the cast is phenomenal. This is a really good cast. <laughs> phenomenal cast with Henry Cavill, obviously, as Clark Kent, Superman. Not my Superman, but go on. I'm inclined to agree. Yeah, he's a bad Superman. Uh, Russell Crowe might be my Jarrell. He's a pretty good Jarrell. He I like my Jarrell to, to do things. Yeah. Instead of just be bored and standing there. Instead and, of being a floating green you know, bagel, maybe making I, electronic noises. Yeah, maybe I could be an electronic yeah. noise making green bagel. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Costner is Jonathan Kent. He's great in this. He's phenomenal, even if he's not my Jonathan Kent. Yeah, that's fine too. <laughs> I don't know about this. This, this Diane Lane. Diane Lane kicks all the asses in this thing. Martha. No, I, we're not there. Oh, right, right. <laughs> we're not there. Let's keep <laughs> this thing contained, please. She's Martha. Yes, she is. Okay. Uh, I think Amy Adams is okay. Yeah. Um, I think she starts real strong and then. And then damsels it up. Exactly. That sucks, but Which what is, are you going to do? Uh, it's a Snydery move. But. but at the same time, you also have, what is it? Antja Trowie, or whatever her name is. Yes. She plays Farah Ul, kicks ass. She's incredible. That role almost went to Gal Gadot. The pregnancy thing. But that the pregnancy baby thing, in her said, hey, a blessing in disguise. How great is that? Because now she's our Wonder Woman and she's phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. So. But yeah, no, the killing didn't, didn't bother me, tell you the truth, because the way the Superman is set up, because. Is he Superman? That's my real question about this whole movie. Oh. Is he's purposely not called Superman much in this movie? That's true. And when he is, he's just described as a Superman. The movie doesn't even call itself Superman. It calls itself Man, man of, of Steel. Steel. It sets it up that this could be anything. And I mean, this is literally a man wearing underwear because that's true. It doesn't have the top pieces for that's the true. armor because uh, they they framed it as his suit is the underwear of Krypton. Exactly, but. This is not really a Superman movie. No, actually, David S. Goyer said that the story's major theme is first contact and what that would mean to the world. And it makes sense. And when you mm. and the thing is, is when you look at it in the scope of that, a lot of people in the Amazon One Stars will get there. Huh. They compare this thing to the Christopher Reeve Superman, and that's a dangerous game. That is a dangerous game. Because they're not even close to the same thing. No, they're very different. Where... The Christopher Reeve Superman is the very traditional Superman. It's the OG Superman. They're telling the original yeah. story yeah. that's there. Which we've discussed in the past. Yeah. We have. We have. And How this it, one, why it doesn't work in today's time. Exactly. And with this one, you're touching on still Superman stories because this is very close to Superman Birthright and Superman. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to call it Superman Kingdom Come. It's just straight up Kingdom no, Come. It's very different from Kingdom Come, though. But the thing is, is that. A lot of people say that Superman's biggest weakness is his love for humanity. Okay, yeah. But Good the thing is, is that Superman in this doesn't love humanity. And the reason he doesn't love humanity, hear me out, is because humanity kind of just kicks his ass. through. I mean, humanity's kind of a dick to him. It's kind of a dick. Smallville hates Clark Kent. Yeah. Because he's that weird kid who, I mean, if you look at it now, he kind of comes off as kind of autistic in a lot of ways. In the sense that when yeah. he has the x-ray scene, yeah. but he's sitting in the class and every like the world just comes at him where he's hearing everything for the first time. And he has like the x-ray vision that's kicking in as well because yeah. it's like the powers are kicking into full gear. But he's acting like he's an autistic child where he has to just go be in his he alone space. He has to remove himself from the situation. Exactly. Yeah. But Superman had to come from somewhere. And we have never really seen that to this point. Because in the Christopher Reeve ones, we do see a young Superman. We do see him going... Yeah, uh, through high school, kind of, you get that big jump a little bit, but they're still a dick to him in that too. Exactly, and I like that they're being a dick to him here. But everyone kind of knows that he's different, that he's special in some way. Yeah. So it kind of touches on Smallville a little bit, in that sense. Yeah. 
But this Christopher Reeve has just been knocked down by humanity so much that when it's time for him to finally step up, he has to kind of have a give and take with humanity, with the human race itself of they need to trust me, but I also need to trust them. That's fair. Yeah. Because he's trying to really connect to this Kryptonian roots. And I think that's important in this movie. That's what this whole movie's about. His love for humanity is non-existent in this thing. It's not. His lessons from Jonathan Kent are on full display. That's of true. Wait. Wait, wait, wait until it's the right time. People are afraid of what they don't understand. Exactly. And no one's ever going to understand. You should let your classmates die. You should have let your <laughs> classmates die. That's a weird scene, but it's a great scene. Because it is a good scene. it raises but it, so many questions yeah. in the best way. That's the way that a movie should be done, though. This is a character that's that's so, like, amorphic. That now you that you're to, putting it this yeah. way, uh, I'm seeing it as what it is. It's an origin story. It's an origin story. So the fact but, that he yeah. kills Zod actually doesn't bother me now. He because had to kill Zod. He has he to. He has to do it. There were other things he could have done there. But like what? I think him killing Zod is going to be... I mean, if this is projected to go on, as we know it's supposed to, yes. the birth of his no-kill rule, he had to have a reason to have that rule. And sure. if this is an origin story, that's a perfect setup for This it. is an origin story. So there it's you go. It's set up exactly like an origin story. It's also set up like a Jesus story. Well, yeah. With, you know, him literally crossing it up there at a point. Sure. Arms out and everything. Him saying he's 33 years old, all that shit. Yeah. This is... A- Another thing that this bothered me origin. a little bit was that the 33 yeah. years thing, and he's just he's still learning about his powers, but Zod in an hour is like, oh, let's go. Well, Zod also had the experience of, he's a, he's a general, he's a war general. Sure. He's obviously going to be thinking in that mindset of, what do I got that's going to kick ass? Yeah, but he also doesn't know that these powers are going to be there. No, that's true. So, but yeah. But maybe it takes like a certain bit of like maturity almost to get there. Maybe. That makes sense. But who knows? But who knows? General Zod, by the way, played by Michael Shannon, who's like the combination of Rami Malek and the lead singer Three Doors Down if you age them 20 years. That's fine. That's totally fine. Even though he's only like five years older than them. Uh, he's on another level in this movie. He's doing something. I think something. he's great. He's making choices. He's making choices. Most of them are the right ones. Yeah, and the way that like Bullseye's choices were the right ones. No way. He is he not is overacting no so way. much. Are you kidding? No way. Because I even wrote down at one point that Russell Crowe is overacting at the beginning of this thing. Oh, absolutely. And I didn't know Russell Crowe had the capability to overact in anything. (laughs) (laughs) It was a bit much. But it wasn't, I don't even know if it was overacting. It was just the weird way that they used him where he kept appearing in places. It just was unsettling. It was odd, if anything, where he's a piece of program at that point. Yeah. He programs himself into a ship at one point, and he's like, I'm taking over this ship. But he's working with Lois MacGuffin to get off of this ship to save all that stuff and... I don't know. Why did they want her on the ship? They were like, yeah, we're going to take him, but we're going to take her too. There was no reason for them to want her. No, I'm not, unless they knew that she was the only, like, link to, like, is he the real one? She knows that's the real one. Everyone knows that she knows. He was flying when they got there. What do you think of the dynamic that's set up in this thing? Because obviously, in the Christopher Reeve movies, and even in Superman Returns, Lois does not know that Clark is Superman. And this, it is. Oh, yeah. Out that's out the door. This she knows right Superman away. before she even knows Clark. Exactly. Right away. And how do you think that goes over? Because she's writing a story about the mystery man who saved her in Antarctica. Yeah. Or wherever. Canada. Not Antarctica. Cold places. Cold. They're all the same. That's the same thing. She finds out who he is, and he says, this is why I can't have you write this story. And he really yeah. Jericho's and breaks the walls down. Sure. And then she goes back to Perry White and says, I can't write this story. Right. And he's like, oh, yeah, I already told you that. Also, yeah. you're suspended for two weeks. And she's like, yeah, that's cool. And he's like, all right, fine, three. Because you understand. And then she says, you know. all right, I'm going to leak this fucker anyway. All right, fine. So Blue pill. 
Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting, though. The dynamic that's set up in this thing, it, yeah, changes, oh, it changes the rules. Totally different. But that's the interesting thing about this movie is that it changes the rules. It changes the origin enough yeah. to make it fresh and make it interesting. And a lot of, let's call them what they are, trolls don't like that. <laughs> uh, fanboys don't like change. Fanboys like change on their terms. That's fair. And I say that, I mean, we're both fanboys of our own yeah. things. I'll, I'll, I wear it proudly. Uh, absolutely. But we need something new in each film that we get, in each mo- like different right. adaptation it, that we get. But don't make it too new. Don't stray too far from the source material to make it too much. But the crazy thing is that when you look at these older origins, stuff like that, you have them saying, the trolls, saying, you changed my story. You changed my story. There's nothing original here. You changed my story. Makes sense of that. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. Exactly. So do you want something completely fresh and original that you can actually enjoy, or do you want the same old shtick? Right. I think the original intent of this movie was to fit into the Batman trilogy, the Nolanverse, as an expansion of that. But then they decided at the last second to just make it a complete reboot and then build an entire universe off of this, which I don't think it's the right... This is not a good jumping off point. Yeah, exactly. It's not the right movie to build a universe off of. Truthfully, I would have rather they left this one out and gave it to us later. Uh, Henry Cavill. He's my main reason for that. Yeah. He is stiff. Very. I think he's got a weird face. Okay. I don't like his face. Something about his face. It's cut. It's not cut. His face <laughs> looks like like he was a larger man at one point and then lost all the weight, but he still has the skin that's kind of hanging over oh, in weird okay. places. I see what you're so saying. his jaw is just kind of all flappy. He's just got loose jowls. It, it's a lot like if you put a Canadian in South Park and yeah. you made it like a real life. Ah, but he has a flappy jaws. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So you're saying Henry Cavill is Canadian. He's not. He's English. He is. But I don't think he's a very good Superman But he looks Canadian. Sure. He looks Canadian. <laughs> what do you think of Henry Cavill? He is stiff. I agree with that. I think he's fine as Superman. As this Superman, I do not like his Clark Kent at all. Because they're one and the same. Yeah, exactly. There's no difference between the two. Because there doesn't have to be a difference between the two. Uh, I don't know. There doesn't have to be the difference between the two. Because when does he become, quote unquote, Superman in this thing? It's after he has decided, after he's met his true father. His real dad. His real ghost dad. Yeah. And his dad showed Bill him the- Bill Cosby un- in the machine. Showed him the underwear and said, wear this. The <laughs> S is a symbol of hope, which Lois says, just an S here, bud. Yeah. But- Hope starts with an H. That's when- <laughs> Thanks, bad man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when he decides that he- Well, he's not even hiding it. He's not hiding his identity from anyone. No, he's you're right. He's not putting it out on Front Street. As I'm Clark Kent, I need to be someone in this world. Right. He doesn't even put on the glasses till he gets in till the, the elevator. End. The glasses is like that big <laughs> suit reveal. Yeah. Which I found amazing. Which is, it's a fun twist. It is a fun twist on the whole entire character, but he's, Clark Kent and Superman are one and the same in this thing. Yeah. There is no difference until the end. And even at the end, we don't get to see the difference because Lois knows. Right. And she gives that knowing look of like, hey, you son of a bitch. That knowing look. Good Welcome to the planet. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a Favreauism. That it? was a resonant yeah. Favreau. Sure. <laughs> well, it's resonant because it's still going on now because of how heavy-handed that line was. Yeah. Um, Six years ago. <laughs> so that's why I don't think you can compare a Clark Kent and a Superman in this one. No. No, because I think this is a lot like the speech from Kill Bill Volume 2, where That's Clark... with the good violence, right? Not the bad violence. Right. Good violence, not bad violence. Right. Um, Clark Kent is the 
alter ego. He just hasn't built it yet. Right. I like how they call him Cal a lot in this movie. A lot. It's a lot. Where uh, That's weird to do, especially since he doesn't even know who he is a yeah. lot of the time. Well, there's a it's, lot of more yeah. Kryptonians in this movie than there are in the previous. Sure. So Well, we got three in Superman 2. That's yeah. it. Zod not Nursa. Sure did. I don't know. It's very interesting. I like how they changed that aspect of the story, too, where in the OG Superman movies, you have Kryptonite as his, well, Kryptonite. Right. And that's what makes him all weak and sickly and all that stuff. And in this one, they change it that it's the atmosphere. So you kind of H.G. Wells' World of Worlds it oh, up yeah, a little yeah. bit. Because, what is it? How the baddies, the Kryptonians, have to wear like suits and stuff like that on Earth because they're not adapted to Earth's atmosphere. Therefore, right. it makes them... Right. The, well, it uh, makes them see shit. Right. It makes, makes them, them gives them X-ray vision. It makes them super. They see all that spectrum. Exactly. Exactly. But spectrovision. We <laughs> trademark that. Yeah. Okay. That's gonna go somewhere one day. <laughs> Nobody's using it. So. Not, not anymore. <laughs> but I like how they keep that part of the story. How you have that one line from Martha Kent. How she says like, "I used to watch you when you slept, and you really struggled breathing yeah. every single night." Like he was adapting to Earth. Yeah. And then he becomes Adapter Earth, and when you go to the Kryptonian ship that has the Kryptonian atmosphere, he's not super anymore. Right. It's such a great little trade-off for that. Obviously, how do you build anything past that in terms of story? Because you can't, you can't constantly have Kryptonian atmosphere, there, yeah. Especially when you have Lex Luthor mentioned a couple times in this unofficially. Yeah. Lex Luthor makes a few appearances. Yeah, I found that so fascinating that that's the way they went with it. That's how you're going to build a weakness. Yeah, it's it's definitely different, and it makes sense because- when you look at Krypton, everybody's just normal, which has always been attributed to the red sun, yellow sun thing, but the actual atmosphere makes a big difference. Let's talk about Krypton for a second. Let's talk about Krypton. Or as I'm going to call it, the land before time avatar world, because that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, that's it's fair. very Jurassic. They wanted to make it appear like everything was bio, like built organically sure. or organic materials, because- they're an advanced species that wouldn't be using metals or stones or thing like that anymore. Even though so. they use like a liquid metal, that's awesome. So cool. It's one of those uh, the, face thingies. The face thing from the mall. Yeah. That you put your face in that and they you used take it the off map the beach. in yeah. the first one? It might have been the first one. Was it a Batman? It was a while ago. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Long. We talked about that. But they have like the drones that have the- Sure. Those things are great. They're really cool. They call it liquid geometry. Liquid geometry. Neat. That's just- Properly neat. That's just- wet shapes also there's dinosaurs yeah well <laughs> yeah some kind of flying dragon things yeah i don't care for that too much it was weird truth. but i liked that they had a krypton that had other life on it which is nice because every other krypton i've ever seen has just been kryptonians sure and you also have the council of idiots again right as well you do you always have the council of idiots sure i like how they kind of made it so that the sun isn't just destroying this planet, but fracking is along <laughs> with the, with the old sun and stuff like yeah. that. How it was like, we're fucked, guys. Oh, we mind. We're the, not fucked. We mind the core Sir? of our own build, our building <laughs> of our own planet. <laughs> and now the thing's going to blow up. I don't know if it is. And then it does like an hour later. They all deserve to die. <laughs> to the truth. I think it's that close. Before people are like, hey, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Something doesn't seem right How here. advanced can the civilization possibly be if they don't realize their own planet's going to blow up like an hour, hour later? <laughs> you got me on that one. But I like how they even talk about Earth, how Jor-El, Russell Crowe, says like, oh, they got a younger son of that planet. This kid's going to be a fucking god there. Yeah. Like understanding that's right. what it takes. 
So it's kind of neat. They got a little not, son. Yeah. So he's going to have big muscles. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, uh, I really like the way they set that all up. It is pretty cool. Do you like the changes? Uh, you know what? I don't think they're inappropriate. If anything, I think they make the character a little more relatable. To what? To people in our time. They modernized it. They modernized From it. From the 70s till now. He's not a Boy Scout anymore, but who the hell is? I think it's pretty fair. I mean, Zack Snyder, no secret, hates everyone. Oh, yeah. He doesn't sure. like people, it seems like. I mean, you look at Watchmen. That's a that's a cheery movie, right? Oh, yeah. It's Sun a, is shining bright. We're seeing superheroes saving the day, not <laughs> being fucking brooding assholes the entire time. No, not at all. Rorschach's journal only killed four people today. <laughs> Do you think that he's the appropriate person to direct this thing? No. Why? Because I don't think you should ever give Zack Snyder a Superman movie. Would he you wanted him, it. Would, he wanted it. Of course he did. He wanted to try to do something different, and he just made the same movie again, but with Superman instead of the Watchmen. Now, here's the thing. I don't think he did. No? I think he. this is actually his most original movie he's ever done. Okay. And I say that in the sense that that Zack Snyder slow-mo that he's known for. Oh, you're right. It's not here. No, you don't. He turns that completely off. And I actually Good for him. love... Love, love, love the fight scenes in this movie. And I know a lot of people really don't like them. I think they're very well done. I think they're brilliant. I think that you see how fast everything's moving. Yeah. You have a guy who does not know how to fight, which I find fascinating. Sure. And we've talked about this before with something like Daredevil. How in the comic Daredevil, he knows how to fight because he was going to the boxing ring to fight the heavy right. bag, learn how to actually hit, gets taught, all yeah. that stuff. And the movie's just Ben Affleck. Exactly. It, it's shitty. Ben Affleck with a derp <laughs> face, because that's how you act blind. But in this, he doesn't fight back on against any of these bullies because he understands, if I fight back, I'm going to actually decimate them. Right. Their chest will have a giant, gaping Iron Man-like hole that should be there at the end of Iron Man 3 when it gets fixed, but should it's be. not there. But this Superman can't fight. What he understands is that he has speed and he has strength. That's it. Right. Therefore, laser vision. Laser vision and tackling. At high speeds. <laughs> it makes sense from the movie. Yeah. It makes sense because he's so green. He doesn't know. He does it because it's an origin. Because it's, it's an a origin, origin story. Yeah. Oh, man. You're convincing me. The end. The end? I want to talk about the final act of this movie. Oh, okay. You know, I want to talk about the last two acts, actually. Okay. From the Battle of Smallville through the ending of this thing. Through the Battle of Metropolis. Right. Hey, you go battle to battle. Battle to battle. We don't pull Zod away from civilization. No, you don't. I think that the action this thing kicks all the asses. The the destruction in this movie is on another level. Oh, yeah. The collateral damage is insane. It's incredible. To the point that I wonder, like, what, how much it actually costs. I should look that up. Because now I'm curious. Please do. So I found an article from Vulture, which I guess is part of New York Magazine type is thing. It? I don't know how any of that stuff works. No. Uh, they're talking about the Man of Steel city damage professionally estimated. Oh. To give you kind of an idea of how much this thing... Did they pay actual insurance assessors to I'm figure not, out what this was? I'm not... Well, they paid a company that's called Watson Technical Consulting, which is an issue when you cite 9-11 as $55 billion worth of damage, but your initials are WTC. Oh. For obvious reasons. <laughs> so <laughs> it makes it real complicated. Uh, the WTC, see, yep. it ha estimates that 129,000 people would have been killed in this thing 
in this battle of Metropolis. Yeah, that seems about right. Over 250,000 are probably left missing. Yeah. Somewhere along in there. Almost a million injured. Wow. Like I said, $55 billion worth of damage for 9-11. Mm-hmm. I know that was a big issue with this movie was evoking images of 9-11. But for this, the strangely named WTC has said there's about $700 billion worth of damage wow. in Metropolis. Okay, but yeah, that's based on New York. This is Metropolis, which is not the same city. Correct. It's not this time, which is great. But yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's a lot of damage. That's a ton of damage. That's uh, I think that whole entire ending is amazing because yeah, you see a lot of buildings getting just blown up and stuff like that. Buildings collapsing due to Zod and Superman flying through them and tackling each other, and the yeah. damage just does not stop. There's one scene in particular where they go through a building and you see the lights go off in the window as they go through it, and I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. It lasts for forever. Don't get me it's wrong. A very, it lasts for arguably very long too long. But I'm okay with it. But I'm willing think, to get past that. I think the length of it actually shows how at odds they are and how evenly matched they are and why it came down to what it came down to for Superman. Yeah, and the, the fact is, like, yeah, there's a lot of collateral damage. Again, the estimate here is 129,000. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. What would have been if, uh, you know, he took over the world? Think about that. All of the everybody. <laughs> so, seven bill. 129,000. But it was that family of four that made him go, oh, no. Snap that neck. <laughs> Snap it. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. But I think that he also, at that end scene where Zod has the laser eyes, says, well, if you like fucking humans so much, why don't you mourn them? Yeah. And he's going to laser this whole family, and that's when he puts him in the chokehold, and then he snaps his neck and stuff like that. Stuff like that. I think that y- you shrink it. You put it on a smaller scale at that point. Right. You humanize it. Exactly. Where? Which is, ah. Uh... How about that? An origin story. How about that? Who knew? Not I mean, a lot of fucking people. That's you know the what's answer. weird? Zack Snyder knew. Zack Snyder is an extraordinarily competent filmmaker who David gets the, knew. the wrong end of the everything at all times. Well, maybe he should just flip it around. He shouldn't. He does a good job as a producer in like Wonder Woman and stuff like that yeah. and all the other DC stuff. I mean, but he he's an some... extremely competent filmmaker. Yeah. I mean, he knows what he's doing in that director's seat until it comes to, you know, Working with actors. Like working with actors. <laughs> In which you case, know, he's very bad. Getting a, a believable performance out of He's a visual filmmaker. Who, yeah. And that's fine. He makes beautiful movies. They look There's no denying that. Through and through. Everything he's attached to looks great. And in this one, none of the slow-mo. He did not that's do his true. normal slow-mo. He just went for it. Even as a producer, he smashed that into Wonder Woman somehow. So, Yeah. Gotten Patty Jenkins here said, slow it down. Yeah, I like this shot, but can we do it in slow motion? Right, I want to see Gal Gadot's tickle bitties going wild. He's not a creep. I don't think he's a creep from everything I hear. That's fair. <laughs> he seems like an okay guy. He's not a Mark Stephen Johnson. Oh, man, it's been a while. Yes. You know what's also been a while? I'm going to throw this one out there. Hans fucking Zimmer. Hans fucking Zimmer. Yes, I'm so glad we got to this. He is working in this movie. Oh, isn't he? This is a great score. Well, they did. They dropped Superman in front of him and said, here you go. And he said, fuck, John Williams, I got to follow that up. And what he said? Let's change it completely. Nay, I'll do my own thing because this this movie is its own thing. Exactly. And what a he, smart choice. He crushed it. He crushed what a it. Smart, that whole scene at the end where you have the, what is it, the world engine? How it's yeah. shooting the things down and pulling them back up, and you kind of have the sound effect that's mixed into the oh, score yeah. as it goes along. It's a gravity machine that is literally 
fucking up the world. It's terraforming. It's, it's doing yeah. how oh god, it's so cool. Yeah, the that music is the in coolest is so weapon that could have been done at the end. It's the coolest. Well, yeah, you got to get those giant spiders in there somehow. Somehow, <laughs> Wild Wild West style. Yeah. Um, also, John Peters. You ever hear that story about John Peters? That he really wanted to get giant spiders into Superman Lives. Yeah. With Nick Cage. Yeah. When that was around, and then he and then that like, movie fell apart. No, so he went to Wild, Wild Wild West. West. That one. Well, he got him in here. He got him in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Hans Zimmer actually collaborated a little bit with the Deadpool composer Junkie XL. Of course. Because that's a name. That's that why wouldn't you? Had to come back. Of course. I don't know, but it's, the, it's, it's so, so well good. done. It's really well done. It's not distracting. No. A lot of people Ugh. criticize it because of the drums. It's very drum heavy. But I don't have a problem with that, especially because he hired like a bunch of well-known musicians, well-known drummers Fine. to do. And he said, do it your own style. We'll mix it all together. It'll be great. And it Hans Zimmer kind of knows what he's doing. Hans fucking Zimmer. I apologize to the entire doing. Zimmer family. I, it's Hans fucking Zimmer. Hans fucking Zimmer. He's terrific. Very good. He he earned that middle name. Absolutely did. You got any bads? I'm, I think you're struggling for bads right now. Uh, well, the tornado scene started Suck. some it sucks so hard. Started some controversy with the National Weather Service because overpasses are not considered to be safe shelters during a tornado. Right. There's apparently one tornado where some people survived under an overpass, and they said that shit's safe now, and it's not. And then it's not. It's not. And then like the next tornado that hit in Oklahoma Lots killed a bunch died. of people underneath <laughs> an overpass. Sure. Which happens. That whole scene pissed me off um, because you had there was they're driving on this sort of highway type yeah. thing, and they see the tornado forming. And it's Clark, Pa Kent, Ma Kent, dog. Mm-hmm. So they all get out of the car and start running. Ma Kent goes, ah, oh, fuck, I left the dog in the car. Right. To which Kevin Costner goes, invincible son, take your mother. I'll go get I'll the dog. I'll go get the dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, boy who is invulnerable to anything. <laughs> to literally anything. You go over to that overpass. To the safe, quote unquote, safe overpass. <laughs> and I'll go save the dog. Uh, spoiler alert, he doesn't. He he eats it. Oh, he no, the dog sure makes does, it. Which is odd. He lets the dog out, the dog runs fine. away, but his foot gets caught in the car door. As most car doors are very dangerous, your foot will get caught in all of them. Yeah, he tries to As limp you know. away, but he's just not going to make it, so he gives up. He looks Stands over Stands there heroically. Clark and shakes his head like, don't come get me. Don't do it, Invincible Son. Nope. Don't do it. You remember how I told you to let your classmates die? Now it's my turn. My turn. I'm going to be your classmates. I'm going to stand here. I'm going to shake my head. Don't you come save me. That's it. Don't you do it. So he doesn't. It's very sad. Clark, if you build it, I will come. <laughs> Simple as that. The movie had a few Cheerios moments. 7-Eleven, Sears, Nikon. Yeah. Those All are, right. That's those fair. are logos that appeared on the they screen. They are not for... Cheerios moments. Um, Nothing will ever touch a Cheerios moment where there's a literal spotlight on a product. I mean, they <laughs> might as well have with the Nikon camera. Uh, maybe. Maybe. She was like, what was she like climbing out of a hole or something? And she just put the camera up and just the logo facing directly kind at the camera. It was. The Cheerios moment was... in the first Superman is more like Truman show than anything. Like, That's true. Who are you talking That's to? That's true. <laughs> but it was kind of like the John Favreau moment of product placement. Fair. That's very fair. <laughs> the 7 Eleven one actually could have snuck by a few people. The Sears one was pretty obvious, but the Nikon one was just right in your face. Ford's Sports Sears is doing. Historically well after this movie came out. Yeah, everybody knows that Sears is just... Oh, and Roebuck? Forget about Forget it. it. Forget it. Can't even keep up with them anymore. When was the last time you went to a Robux? What other bads you got? What hit other me. bad... Hit me, I don't, them, hit me with them bads. I don't know what... Okay, I got, I got one thing in particular that kind of bothered me. All right. 
Captain Carrie Ferris. It's the woman who thought that Superman was hot. Yes. That line alone? That Just that line. That line sucked. That line sucked. That line sucked all the asses. Why are you smiling? Well, I think he's kind of hot. <laughs> Didn't need to happen. No reason for it. Nope. Especially because Henry Cavill is weird looking. <laughs> yeah. But then again, there's people who think that Adam Driver is hot, so. I can get down with that. As a man with a, Ugh. as a overly large nose, he's, I can get down with that. He's so greasy looking. He's very greasy boy. <laughs> Kylo um, Grease. But did you notice the name Carrie Ferris? I got the Ferris last name. Yeah. Pretty hard. Uh, Carrie could be a, a, a nickname for a Carol. You think so? You think that's the way they're going with it? Carol Ferris, Hal Jordan's gal? You think they named her Carrie to not really say, like, we're not committing to this. Right. It's like, we're not saying this is We're giving is ourselves is, the out. But, but, wink. I don't care for that at all. Um, Green Lantern's a great movie. I think it's fine that they're trying to do a little bit of world building, but, like, not super hard. They're like... Sure. And not to mention, she was a she was a captain. Well, they even mentioned earlier in this movie, like, codename Trident. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. you had your multiple LexCorp sure. sightings. I appreciate Star Labs showed up. But the thing is that when you're world building here, it's done on such a small scale where yeah. it is actually just winks. Right. Where it's one of those like, will we, won't we? Like when Superman and Zod were fighting and they went up to space and they hit the, uh, the, Wayne, the Wayne Enterprises, Enterprises satellite. Yeah, I didn't care for that too much. I didn't mind it, but I didn't care for it. But no, I mean, as far as the line goes, I'm not a fan, but I do kind of like that they introduced another character who could be something, something, especially because Zack Snyder and Henry Cavill went on to pitch a Superman 2 and a Green Lantern movie, which is interesting. Green Lantern is the redheaded stepchild of damn near everything. Yeah. Right now, it's uh, it's not being given the love it deserves. No. And Cavill's out. It's no secret that Cavill's out. Cavill's out. Everybody's saying Cavill's out, but Cavill keeps saying he's open to do another one. That's fine. He I'm keeps open. Saying, I'm open to doing a Green Lantern movie myself. Just let him put that out there on Front Street. Yeah, but Cavill, Cavill keeps saying he's like, if they want to do another Superman, I love being Superman. I will do another Superman. Maybe you should have tried being Superman in this thing instead of just a man with an S on his chest. <laughs> this was an origin story, right. Dave. <laughs> well, right now he's doing The Witcher. That's true. And he looks like shit in that too. Except uh, that show looks okay. Gritty Legolas. That's more or less it. Is <laughs> slightly older Legolas. He's the DC Universe Legolas. <laughs> so, uh, well, someone call that Green Arrow, wouldn't they? Uh, but with white hair, <laughs> right? And older, the ponytail, old Green Arrow, white hair Legolas. Do you want to know what my favorite scene in this entire movie was? I would love to hear it. During the battle between Zod and Superman, yeah, they end up in a construction site, and Zod throws Superman at a sign that says "106 days without accident." This is so great. And the one in six fall off. How great is that? <laughs> it says zero days. It's just one of those little things. Oh, it's so dumb and just so little, but it makes me detail. so happy. It's so good. I was like, oh, and they don't even really show it after the two numbers fall, but you know it was just the two numbers, and you're like, ah. Oh, of course. What they did there. Of course. I see it. Let me I ask like you, it. I want to ask you a serious question. Okay. What do you think of this movie? I kind of like it. Yeah. I like it. I do. Yeah. I like the movie. You've turned me. And it's not that I hated it to begin with. It's a very good movie. I, I came in saying it's I like very, it, and I have problems very with it. Very good movie, but my problems are sort of subsiding, especially when you look at it as an origin story. Don't as get a, me wrong, a brand new Superman. Yeah, there's a lot of problems with this movie. Don't get me wrong on that. Oh one. yeah, but I think overall this movie is fucking terrific. Yeah, it's a little slow at points. It is, but sometimes you got to build a story. You can't always have a punchy punch. Right. 
We brought up the underwear a couple times. Yeah. He does not have the the trademark red trunks on the outside. Right. What do you think of that? What do you think of the costume? I never thought of the trunks as like it's the, not the like trademark. the be all end all. I never thought right. that was the end of it. And weirdly enough, the thing that bothered me about the costume was I thought the cape was too long. The cape was pretty long. At certain points, I was like, "Is that cape CGI?" And I was like, "The fact that I asked was like, does that mean I'm, it's taking me out of it? Am I? Is it bad, or is it so realistic because it was CGI for a lot of it? Yeah, it was realistic enough that I could question it. It's that line that you dance with, you know. Well, I think." I think the thing that really bothered me the most about that suit was, well, Henry Cavill. Okay. His body. I mean, he did some work. He did do some work, and they didn't hide that he did some work. He was, they wouldn't uh, stop talking about the amount of work that he did. Oh, my God. He went on a extreme diet and training regimen, and his calorie intake was around 5,000 5, calories. But for his shirtless scenes, he took six weeks, and he cut it down to 1,500. And he reached a body fat level of 7%, which is unfucking real Yeah. He looked like um, bodybuilders, professional bodybuilders are usually around a 7% sure. body fat level. And then after he shot the scene, Zack Snyder was like, here, here's a tub of ice cream and pizza. Go for it. Yeah. But they made sure that they said like, hey, this is all him. This is all him. They were very- Henry Cavill was very specific on like, I don't want to use any steroids. I don't want to use right. a- bubble suit or anything like that i want people to know this is me i feel like it'll be like disingenuous if i right faked it even Zack snyder wanted to put shirtless scenes in the movie so people would know that it was all right henry cavill and henry cavill said those are the hardest scenes he shot and you want to annoy me the most about this entire movie what's that as a man with a hairy chest i fucking hated henry cavill's hairy chest i didn't mind it it's distracting you know what i will say it took me out of it for a quick second but then i adapted i, I it, it was fine after what you watching on what do you mean? Where did I watch it on? Because you know me. Oh, you watched on. I the... have, I have, I'm, my my entire movie watching philosophy is a lot like Downton Abbey right now, where there's upstairs movies, downstairs movies. Sure. Where upstairs movies, Defendor, watch that <laughs> on the the standard fifty five inch screen, nothing yeah, crazy at Defendor. all. Defendor, watch on your phone on YouTube. Go for it. Who gives a <laughs> shit? This was a downstairs movie. Yeah. On the hundred twenty inch projector. Sure. With surround sound. Oh, so those were. Oh boy. Those hairs raw. A lot up of in your chest face. pubes there just yeah. popping out of the suit. I was just watching on the old 55. Yeah, they're there and they are distracting. Okay. It's not good. Which screen do you watch porn on? Depends on the day. Depends okay. on the porn. Yeah. Do you want it overly produced? Do you want it underproduced? Do you want it kind of, I don't know. Well, I'm just. Amateur? If there's. <laughs> voyeur? Amateur. <laughs> if there's any hair, it's not on the downstairs. It's not on the downstairs. <laughs> no hair on the downstairs. <laughs> When <laughs> when they were doing auditions, they didn't have the suit ready, so they used the 78 suit. I heard about this one. This um, is cool. And they went through a bunch of actors, and a lot of them, it kind of came across as a joke. Like They came out, and they were like, oh, ha, 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 he's wearing that old silly suit. When Henry put on the suit, he came out, and Zack Snyder was immediately like, that's the guy, that's Superman. Nobody laughed. He just looked like Superman in the suit. And I actually have a picture. Of Henry in the 78 suit, and it's damn good. It's okay at best. I'm looking at it. Brian showed me it. It looks like a Halloween costume on him. It It, doesn't look... He looks too small. He doesn't look like his frame's big enough for it. Well, I mean, at that point, it probably wasn't, because he was just there for auditions. And that's fine at all. But I feel Uh, like in that suit... Yeah. I mean, well, let's put it this way. The other people who wore that suit, Joe Maganello... No, too big. Army Hammer, 
Matthew weird. Good. Army Hammer's got a weird thing going on right now where his kid's stuck on his toe, and that's all fucked up. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it was weird. Army Hammer's a weird dude. Yeah. Want that out there. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, Matthew Good, Matt no. Bomer, no. Zach Efron, yes. and oh, Colin wow. O'Donohue. All right, so Zach Efron would actually be a pretty cool Superman, but he's too short. He's He is short. Um, I kind of want to see him as Adam Warlock. Maybe. Matthew Good's a weird choice, speaking of Downton Abbey, but yeah. he's... Oh. But you can see why Henry stiff. Cavill... He's a stiff actor, too, though. Yeah, but Henry Cavill... I mean, is also stiff. But you can see how he was the best looking in that suit. I agree. Maybe find another actor, though. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe don't stop there. Maybe do what you did with Lois Lane and audition all of Hollywood. And Amy Adams nearly got the role. She's auditioned for her three times, actually. It was three times, that, so. yeah. And she was, finally was, got um, it. She's a fine Lois Lane. She's fine. Uh, the, the list is obscene. I wouldn't even go through it because it's like 25 different actresses who went out for it. We're touching on some specific points right now. Want to give this thing super stuff? Super stuff for the Man of Steel Man. Setting. I kind of want to go 0.5. We're all over the place. We are but sort of all over the place. Do you know what I actually really appreciate? When Zod first shows up and he's hijacking the airwaves, we see his message in so many different languages and it really gives it a global scale. I agree with you on that one. The part that gets me is that Metropolis is nothing. Metropolis it's is a nothing. City. It's a city. It's an afterthought almost. But Smallville is a huge part of this movie. Smallville is a big part. I'll go 0.75 in fact. 0.75? And I think that's where it should stand. Sure. I wish that Metropolis was a little bit built out. Just even a tiniest bit. Yeah. It's really I agree. nothing. Well, I mean, especially afterwards. It's, it, it's, it's a pile literally of literally nothing then. Yeah. <laughs> Style and tone. That's tricky. Uh-huh. I think this is the tricky one of the group. The tone is dark. There's no hiding that, Zack Snyder. That's true. It's dark. It's dark. I think the style, though, I hate this Superman suit. I really do. Yeah. And then I remind myself that it's underwear, and I don't hate it as much. <laughs> yeah. It's, once they give you a rationale for it, I, it's like, oh, okay. But it's still like, uh. I kind of want to go 0.75 for it. I, I can't give it a one. I really can't. That style and tone? Yeah. What are you thinking? I don't know. Were you leaning one? I was leaning 0.5, actually. Really? Yeah. I'm going to take this one as my gimme, then, as a 0.75. Okay. That's your gimme. I think that's my gimme. I think that's the one I was. I thought I was going to have trouble with. Sure. Hero. One. How? He snaps a neck. Breaking necks. Sure. Save the day. Sure. Breaking necks to save the day. What was the body count again? A lot. It was 129,000. 129,000 people died? Assuming? Yeah, to save 7 billion. <laughs> Pretty good. I don't know. Pretty good day at the office. Know, if my you ask Superman me. would have done the whole thing with a body count of zero. And your Superman would have done it five years into the future after this origin story. Mm, I don't know. I don't know that he would have. Probably would have. Because I don't know. Because my Superman yeah. had a Jonathan Kent that wasn't like, yeah, kill your classmates. That's not wrong. He didn't say kill your classmates. He said maybe. He, no, no, maybe kill yeah. your classmates. His answer was big distinction kill your classmates. Between... It was like. I'm yeah. mad at you because you didn't kill your classmates. There, he did not scold him. He said, maybe next time kill your classmates. That doesn't make it any, any more or less heroic. Um, Again, what was the body count? Did he kill his classmates? No, he did not kill his You're classmates. You're right. He saved them all. But he did let how many? 129,000 people die in yeah. Metropolis when he could have just been like, hey, Zod, let's go fight over here. Literally bring them anywhere Like else. when they were in space. Could have uh, just stayed there for a while. Could have, but then the power mix would have been off. He had to earth him. He didn't, though, because he still had all the yellow sun. Uh, not wrong. All right, maybe 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5. I think that's conservative, too. But yeah, I think 0. 0.5. <laughs> we'll go with 0. 0.5. Villains. 
Zod's pretty cool. Zod is pretty cool. He's it's got not a, overacting. Uh, he's not, but he's got <laughs> a good motivation for himself. Yeah, he's um, got to get that MacGuffin. He wants to get that MacGuffin, but he also wants to make a new Krypton. Yeah. Which a lot of people said, oh, this is kind of a Hitler thing. It very much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's. Which, fine. Hitler's there's... the ultimate villain, therefore. <laughs> a one. <laughs> we'll give it a one for Phil, I guess. <laughs> Zod's pretty great because he also could fight. And he also wants to do his own dirty work. Right, right. He's he didn't just send his it. minions. Exactly. Well, he did for a second, but then after they he died, briefly he did. He briefly sent them for. Other, <laughs> but after that, after he sent them to die, yeah, and they didn't die because they were super. Right, they didn't die. They got zapped back up into the right phantom zone, right, 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 or the the singularity, whatever they called it. Doesn't both, matter. Both, both the singularity that is the phantom zone. Exactly. Single SVU, phantom zone. SVU Steve, or I guess his name was Nathan. Steve. S- SVU Nate. <laughs> Chris Maloney. Into. Yeah. He's pretty good in this movie. Colonel Nathan Hardy. Sure. He's pretty good in this movie. He I is. like him. He is. Good army general. I like when he does things that aren't or Colonel, his whatever. usual thing. Like, like happy. Like, you know, he does do happy because he does What Hot American Summer as the chef. Yeah. And he's great in that. That's true. And then he okay. went to SVU so where he, he has, solved rapes. He has two speeds. For a lot. He's got two speeds then. That's it. Happy rapes. <laughs> he's got military slash police guy who's like no nonsense and he's got totally crazy person talking to a can of soup or an imaginary pat or beans or whatever it is right (laughs) one for villains yes i think so i'll allow it female characters this is tough martha kent is phenomenal she's a saint lois lane starts out phenomenal she starts great and it goes worse. real downhill. Feora Ull, is that her name? It's great. She I don't know. Yeah. starts okay and gets better. Right. Want to call it 0.75, just to be safe? I can, It cannot be a one. That damsel thing really yeah, annoys me. Um, Colonel Carey. All right, so we're at 0.5 point, because of the hotline. I think 0.5 is where it needs to land. I think it's safe. That hotline sucks. It's really unnecessary is the worst part about it. I completely agree. The worst part about it is that they didn't need it. Right. Story and motivation. I think the story's great. The story is pretty good, yeah. I, I think agree. it's great. I think the motivation itself is kind of mixed. Zod's motivation is there, but what is Superman's and motivation? I think that's what the movie's about, is what is his motivation. Because yeah. he wants the humans to trust him, but he also wants the humans... I don't know. He wants He wants to, to trust, trust the humans, the humans too, but, doesn't he? But he doesn't know if he can, but at the same and time... that's what he's, he's kind of feeling out. Yeah. So he never really has that full motivation of like, Right. What side am I on? Right. He does go, but I can't let them take the planet. So he does give himself up to the Kryptonians. Sure. Which, I think this is the most. Which I see as like a justice thing, but I don't get any truth or American way from him. I don't think he's developed it yet. That's really what it is. I feel like at 33, you should have your American your, You probably your should American have your way, principles built least. in. I'll go 0. 0.5. Okay. I think it's a bit low, but I think it's fair. Okay. We'll go 0. 0.5. Music. One. Hans fucking Hans Zimmer. Hans fucking Zimmer, baby. One. I can't go above one because- Nope. Because John Williams, but- Also, Danny fucking Elfman. And, well, yeah, but he, he didn't do a Superman. Nope, didn't have to, to be in two at all times. Impact on the genre. This is tricky. It's not a one. It's not a one, but- But it's not a zero. It's the foundation of the DCEU. Right. Which and... doesn't have a great reputation, but is regaining traction. Let me give you some numbers. Okay. This movie cost $225 million to make. It sure did. Opening weekend, it did 116 mil. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's not a bad opening weekend. 
Worldwide, it made $668 million throughout its run. Yeah, that's a hit. It's a massive hit. Okay. I'm not going to call the impact a one. Yeah, no, me either. Because I don't like basing it on the numbers. Uh, I agree with you on that one, but I think that you don't have a Wonder Woman, you don't have an Aquaman without the Superman movie coming out. You don't have a Shazam. You don't have them realizing we have that. I disagree. What do you got? I think even if this movie had flopped, they would have done something else, and it probably would have been a Batman, which would have spawned a Wonder Woman, an Aquaman, a Shazam. They were trying to do the Marvel thing and build a universe. So even if there's no denying that, they called it DCEU. Right. To mimic the MCU. So even if this movie didn't do well, are you saying that it's a higher impact because it just had to exist? I might be saying it's a lower impact because even if it did bad, the things that exist because of it still would. I'll go 0.25. Oh, I wasn't even going to go that low. Oh, you're going to go 0.5? I was going to go 0.5, yeah. I mean, that's fine too. I just don't think it's a big impact. But you got to start somewhere. Then again, it made $668 million. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. <laughs> and Henry Cavill went on to play the, the role in two more movies. Right. All right, maybe 0.5 safe then. It's definitely not any higher, though. It can't be no, any higher. No, no, no. Parents. We got a dead dad. We got, we got oh, three dead all parents. All right. So Superman rules. We've gone over this before. Yeah. Is we kind of break it up into quarters. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. So this would be a... 0.75. Yeah. For a living Martha Kent. For a living Martha Kent. She did get she could get roughed up a little bit though. Doesn't matter. She's great. No, but she's alive. She couldn't be any better. She's alive and she's wonderful. Oh, she's the best. One liners. Zero. There's nothing. There's, yeah, there's literally really, nothing in this movie. There is not a whole lot at all. That's gonna give this movie a total score of six point two five. I think that's extremely fair. I think that's right where it belongs. I completely agree. Not a lot of people agree. I think I agree. That's no, I, great... think, I think that's very fair. That's a good score for that. It's actually the exact same score as nothing we've done before. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> What's it fall between then? Uh, it falls in between actually Aquaman and Batman Returns. Follow me. I think it's a fair place for it. Works for me. Better than Batman Returns, not as good as Aquaman. I agree with that. Money are some people who don't agree with us. Oh, sure. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, uh, I let's... thought you were going to go Amazon One Stars when you said that. Uh, I could have. Didn't. Okay. So I'm guessing not a high score. On our list of top 72 superhero movies of all time, yeah. according to the Rotten Tomatoes, sure. where do you think it falls? 54. No. Higher? No. Oh, wow. Uh, 60. No. 62? No. I'm not going to let you keep guessing because it's not okay. on the list. Oh, it's not on the list. It didn't Wait, make why is it not the on the list? list? That doesn't make sense. Because 1 to 100. 56%. Oh my God. That's, here's the thing. People hate Superman. Out of 329 reviews. But do people hate Superman is the real question that you just posed there because out of 447,000 reviews from audience, it's a 75%. Oh, okay. So critics hate Superman. Critics hate Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Ebert. Didn't see it. Dedekins. He, uh. The great kick bucket in the sky. He was living up in there. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out with Heath Ledger and others oh, at the time. Ouch. Just call it how I see it, man. Yeah, man. No, you're not wrong. So instead, I wanted to go to a different critic. Okay. But I wanted to go to one who is held in as high regard. And I know there's a list that we've talked about in the past from liveabout.com, who has reviewed the top film critics of all time. Hmm. We've gone over four. Roger Ebert's list is number three. Critiquing the critics. I like it. It's important to do Put them in their own place. Number eight on the list is Peter Travers from okay. Rolling Stone. He reviewed this and gave it three out of four stars. He said, oh, crap, 
Not another <laughs> flying dude in a cape with red booties. Didn't director Brian Singer already pay due diligence in 2006's Superman Returns with Brandon Routh? The box office can't be the only reason to revive a franchise. This is a person who already had a line written for the movie, went in and found out he wasn't wearing the underwear. Right. <laughs> red booties. He's interesting because he actually quotes the director in this saying like, we need to juice him up. I mean, you kind of did. You need to modernize him. You kind of did. With Batman getting all the bad boy love, Soupy needed to roughen his do-gooder image. And here he is, Man of Steel, directed by Snyder. With story input from producer Christopher Nolan. Uh-huh. The sinister genius behind Dark Knight trilogy. Nolan knows from Moody. I don't know what that means. And Snyder knows from fireworks. Okay. So CGI uh, versus story. I, I knows suppose. from life. Nolan knows from holding back. Snyder, uh, doesn't. That's very true. So if there is a, a thing to take away from Zack Snyder movies, it's that he does not hold back. He does not hold back. Lacking the old school humor and charm from Richard Donner's 1978 Superman and Christopher Reeve's iconic performance, Man of Steel pretty much starts from scratch. Yeah. Origin story. I don't know what a Traverse sandwich looks like, but let's find out. Let's find out. When Clark finally puts on the suit, its colors are muted, like he is. <laughs> Maybe that's why Snyder has him punching everything in sight, with one exception. In the Arctic, to find the codex holding the key to, what else, global domination, the Man of Steel falls for Daily Planet reporter Lois Lane, a tough, terrific Amy Adams. You don't hire four-time Oscar nominee Amy Adams to play Lois if you want a compliant bimbo who can't see the Superman behind Clark's glasses. Okay. Okay, I can see that. I kind of like that a lot. Yeah. I like that a whole lot. I think it makes sense. Yeah, I agree. So he's given a lot of credit where credit's mostly due. Do? Not totally due, but mostly but due. Mostly. You want to uh, talk about some folks who... Yeah. Just kind yeah, of... I, I really do. They don't give a shit about life. They're they don't give a shit about anything. Mad about shipping. Mostly shipping, customer <laughs> service stuff. I purposely didn't pull those. I didn't even time. order this movie. This Why movie did I get charged is, for it? I'm not even going to call this movie polarizing. Okay. People hate this movie. Really? Like a lot of them. That's... To the tune of 5,842 customer reviews on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Only 55% of them are one star. I mean, that's a majority. 8% are one star. Wow. That's a lot. That's for a lot of one. ones. Six is usually considered a lot. Yeah. So let me hit you. From January 3rd, 2019. Mm. Great effects, poor writing, all Kansas, no Chris. Well, I mean, obviously there's no Chris. <laughs> he died many, many years ago. Yeah, all Kansas, though. Uh, except for the Not Metropolis. all Kansas, except for what, you know, you know when Maybe you're in the Metropolis. snow, there's an ocean scene. Because, you know, the ocean in Kansas. Sure. Very well known to see. What is this Kansas. guy? You know, the whales of Kansas. Of course. <laughs> that whale scene pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is there symbolism I'm missing? There's got to be something. But, it's got to be biblical, right? Yeah, it's definitely not all Kansas. From January 5th, 2014, if you want to see a really good Superman movie, get the one with the late Christopher Reeve. Now that's good Superman movie. Yeah. This movie, I don't know what this movie was. Just showing off all the CGI they can do. Who cares about that? I want to see a good movie with good acting and not a lot of special effects. Don't waste your time. That's somebody who loves the quest for peace. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Richard Pryor's not in this movie. I'm not interested. <laughs> From December 21st, 2013. I was very happy to hear that a new Superman was on its way and couldn't wait to see it. 
I pre-ordered the movie so that it would be shipped as soon as it was available. That's the whole thing. <laughs> they were so excited to see this movie that they waited for the Blu-ray. <laughs> and made sure they pre-ordered it so they could be first to watch the Blu-ray. <laughs> but then they gave it a one star. <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't understand. Brian, man, I, this Spider-Man Far From Home, I cannot wait for this movie. I can't wait to see it. It's been out for a month. Blu-ray's on, I already on pre-ordered. pre-ordered the Blu-ray. I cannot wait. Can't cannot wait, wait to see, see this movie for the first time. Can't cannot wait. Wait. On my small screen. Cannot one, wait. One star. One star. <laughs> <laughs> From November 29, 2013. What? I hated it. What? All brawn, no heart. Not my Superman. Don't insult me. It insults the concept of Superman. Violent for no reason. Superman would never beat somebody in the face repeatedly. Hollywood just wanted a fast buck. Anyone who loves Superman, don't waste your time. Bad effects. Very dark and might as well have been in black and white. If you're looking to be uplifted, you will never get off the ground splat. I had to turn the saturation on my TV up so much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? Might as well be in black and white. Might as well. We got a colorblind friend. It's just Kevin. You've heard him on the super, on the, the Batman stuffs in the past. Even he would say this is a colorful movie. From December 29, 2013. Started with a potential good story. Ended with endless scenes of crashing through buildings. It's like they had to spend $200 million on special effects no matter what. I'll stick with Marvel. Who knows how to bring iconic characters to life? Uh, I think I just opened a can of worms on Brian. You you might have because I wanna I wanna defend this movie, but at what cost? At what cost? Or I'll give you this: Incredible Hulk. That's usually the one people go to. Yeah, but what people don't go to is that this movie gets looked at as not. Your traditional Superman movie. Well, I mean, it's not. But how many Marvel stories do you see, in the MCU especially, that aren't traditional Marvel movies? They're, I don't even know what you would call a traditional Marvel movie. You're right, because Tony Stark doesn't have... Well, he drinks in his movies, and yet his major character flaw is that he's an alcoholic. Is that he's an alcoholic, yeah. At the same time, you have someone like Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Who are mutants. They are. And when is their father mentioned? who is one of the most important people in the entire Marvel Universe. Not cinematic. No. No. Because the father is... Uh, a Fox property. Magneto. <laughs> That's right. Do you think traditionalism should live within any of these movies? Or do you think that they should stand for their own thing? I in, think you have cinematic leeway. universe. You definitely have leeway. When you say leeway, do you mean drastic changes to characters slash storylines? Or do you mean whatever the fuck works? it's hard to say. It is hard to say because a lot of people had issues with a lot of stuff that's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I'm here, I'm going to take DC fanboy seat for a second. Oh, no. To defend the DC Universe. Oh, no. Okay. Because this Superman movie is not traditional. There's no secret behind that. No. But how crazy is it compared to anything that Marvel's done? I mean, I don't think it's that out there. It's a modernization. It's a modernization, but is that traditional? I don't know what you mean. When I say traditional, I mean you get the origin story of Jonathan and Martha Kent adopting a, not adopting, stealing an alien child from yeah, a, oh yeah, a totally spaceship and kidnapped. raising him in Kansas and yada yada becomes Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this one, you change up a lot of key points to his story. Right. 
where you have the environment, not so much the kryptonite. That is his weapon. Right. I think they could still yeah. introduce kryptonite in the future. You probably can. There's no reason not to. But do you think that these changes should be what weighs this movie down? Because it's a lot of things that weigh this movie down. Again, a lot of I people don't, think don't realize this the is the little changes, story. like the atmosphere that are the thing they're complaining about. It's more like the murder. He killed a man and he felt horrible about it. He did a yeah, very dramatic for like after. a second. And yeah. then he was like, I'm going to go start my new job with the Daily Planet. Let me put these glasses on. Well, yeah, he had to get glasses. That's like a whole entire thing. Me and you both have eye issues. That's true. We both know that's, that's not That's easy. like a week at least, minimum. You got to go. Minimum. You got to get your eyes checked. You got to take the prescription. You got to. Yeah, you're right. It's a pain in the ass. I'd probably forget about killing Zod too in that time. Yeah. And the other 129,000 people. Not even that. Is that you forget about killing Zod, but also you're just like, well, save six billion. So that's pretty good. <sighs> I mean, I guess. I don't know, man. Take off fanboy hat. Okay, I'll take off my fanboy hat. And? I don't know. What am I supposed to be doing? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> From January 6th. I'm just going to move right along. Yeah, sure. From January 6th, 2014. I've been a lifelong Superman fan, and this was not Superman. Oh. If they were going to do this movie, either call it Thor or create a new superhero. It's not Thor at all. Also, the title of this one's called Thor with a Cape. I don't think this person knows who Thor is. Nope, Thor has a cape. (laughs) You know, Thor with a cape. From February 26, 2014. The costume and guy look the part were pretty cool, but def not based on the comics. Lois Lane with blonde hair? Just awful. She's right And not watching again. (laughs) Amy Adams is a very famous redhead. Yes. Yeah, they stand out for sure. If there were a Mount Rushmore of redheads, Amy Adams is very much up there, I think. There's some four-time Oscar nominee. That's fair. That's fair. Gotta be up there. You're right. Also, Jessica Chastain, because I can't tell the difference between the two of them half the time. That's wrong. You should be able to tell the difference between the two of them. I'm redhead bland. They look very different. (laughs) Um, What? Also, Bryce Dallas Howard. It's confusing. Okay. Well, it's here's, very confusing. I definitely get Jessica Chastain and Bryce Dallas Howard confused. Yeah. They all look the same. Um, uh, Redhead blind. I, I don't get that one. That's... Ah, it's got a blonde Lois Lane. Did you even watch the movie? From January 16, 2014, I was too bored to finish watching this movie. Nothing beats the original Spider-Man series with Tobey Maguire. What? I would not recommend this movie. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're going to put it up against Spider-Man. Against an entirely different property. Like a totally different thing. Like, this, this Superman is nothing like Spider-Man. What is going on? That's exactly it. Why doesn't Superman just web his way through the city? Man of Steel from 2013? You want to know it's a great movie? The Godfather. You know I mean? End of story. I would have really loved if like Henry Cavill just showed up with a pile of pizzas and was like, pizza time. <laughs> Best movie ever made. Um, Officially. I'd, I'd watch it. A uh, hundred times over. Oh, I'd watch it so many times. <laughs> yes. From April 20th, 2014, the most ridiculous Superman ever made. Does not stay with the original storylines that made the character so popular. The photography was terrible. Oh. Constant camera movement. Would not recommend this movie to anyone. Director, go back to making cartoons. Cameraman, learn how to operate a camera. Maybe take a course in handling a camera. Did Zack Snyder do cartoons? I have no idea. Um, 
I will say there were a few shots in this movie where the, the camera was especially shaky and I did not care for it. I don't mind shaky cam. What I mind is that new age zoom cam is the best way to look at it. J.J. Abrams likes to do it too, where you have an object moving from the foreground to the background. Sure. But as it's moving, they did it with like the Millennium Falcon a lot in Force Awakens. You zoom into the object that you're following. Hmm. So you don't actually lose the focus as much, but it makes it look like it's intense. And this movie did it a shitload. Sure. Over and over and over and over again. And it was frustrating to watch. It's lazy in my mind. But if there's anyone who knows how to frame a shot, it's Zack Snyder. Snyder. Yeah. He's a master at framing shots. Go back to cartoons. Get back to your cartoons if you've ever done them. Also, camera, man. Learn how to hold the camera. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. Hey. Why is that camera so shaky? Come on. <laughs> get one of those steady things. Put it on some sticks, son. <laughs> That's clearly not the aesthetic you were going for. <laughs> clearly not. Clearly not. $200 million down the drain. Should have hired a better camera guy. From December 28th, 2013. It's a list. Oh. It's a short list, but it's a list. It's a list. It's called This Film is Everything That Is Wrong With Hollywood. Everything? Everything. Tell me five bullet wrong. points on an Amazon one star review. Number two will blow your mind. Number one, take a classic story, throw it out. <laughs> Done, gone, bye. Number two, keep the character names so you don't have to worry about developing them yourself. Hell yeah, built in equity. But make sure they're edgy and new. Oh, gritty. Seriously, a dark and troubled Superman? Oh man, what does Superman have to worry about? Three, putting plenty of Obvious paid advertising. IHOP, Sears, etc. Oh, I forgot about the IHOP. I forgot one. about the IHOP. That one was huge. Yep, massive. <laughs> Number four, throw in as many overly dramatic plot twists as possible. I don't think there's any twists in this when movie. When did the plot twist? I don't think there's twist. any plot twist in this movie. I don't remember movie. any twists. It is so linear that <laughs> there's nothing. Wait, what? Number five. The guy from the beginning of the movie was the father of the guy for the rest Holy of the movie? Holy shit. Number five, blow all the money you should have put into writing and spend it on special effects. There's a drastic difference there because one is called salary, one's called production value. Yeah. They they do uh, not e- equate there. No. But also this person says, take a classic story, throw it out. Isn't that a good thing to do sometimes? Yeah. Most of the time? Everybody else complaining that they were, they were just rehashing the same old story? Even Doesn't make not? any sense. What do you want? Do you want a new story or do you want the same shit? Who knows? I think that's the issue with everything we're dealing with now. Ugh. Is what do you want? Because if you change it too much, you're fucking furious about it. But if you don't change it at all, it's the same old garbage. It's not that easy. What do you want? They don't know. That's from the notebook. Is it? Yeah. Never saw it. The rain scene? Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw it. I don't know if it's actually the rain scene. <laughs> the last one I have from February 3rd, 2014. It's called Severe Head Trauma. Okay. This is the cheesiest, most hunky-dory, dorky, makes-no-sense Superman ever. Seriously, the amount of telling yourself it is a kid's movie, it doesn't have to make sense, takes up four hours how they managed to put so little meaningful content. 
into such a massive space of time is beyond my understanding. I felt myself getting dumber as I watched this movie. No American superhero is too good for a beer. I'm just like you, the American average Joe. This movie is great if you have very low IQ or just shiny things in general. Other than in form of punishment, this film should not be seen by anyone over the age of 10. I'm guessing no punctuation. Zero. <laughs> Zero punctuation. Are they mad because Superman didn't drink a beer? Maybe. What? This movie's not Superman or American. He doesn't drink a, a good old Bud Heavy. Hold He's on. not drinking my old Red and Whites. I don't want anything to do with this Superman. My super, I like to picture my Superman <laughs> hammered as fuck on some buds. Uh, I like to picture my Superman with one of those see, helmets on that has the Bud Lights on the other side of it. Sitting front row at Bristol Motor Speedway going, That's it. here you go, Junior. That's it. Left turn, left turn, left turn. Now, hold on. He didn't think anybody over the age of what? Ten? Ten? Ten. Ten. Ten would find a plot in this movie? Nope. There was... Well, First of all, it took this person four hours to watch this. <laughs> That's a problem. Two and a half hour movie. Yes. What were you doing <laughs> another hour and a half? Trying to figure out why he's not drinking buds. I'm try- I just don't get it. I don't understand why he's not drinking a bud right now. My Superman is hammered all the time <laughs> on those good old Anheuser Bush red and whites. You know what? Wanna be wanna be wild for this story? What's that? He even made a right turn. Oh shit. Now that'd be a twist. Oh, that's a twist in the plot, for sure. Or or, 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 or. It's Watkins Glen. He got that. He got that Rocky Mountain high. He's drinking that Coors. Mm-mm. In that right hand. Mm-mm. That American right hand. He's drinking that butt. He's no. drinking that butt heavy. My in red and white. And in that left hand, Rocky Mountain cold. My Superman is impervious to silver bullets. <laughs> <laughs> and I will bow out with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these people, they're just, they're proving their worth. I don't over understand that review at all. I don't know either. Why would you take the time? Um, but, hey, good for you. Maybe I'd have you a put, beer with this person. If you put some periods or commas in there, I might be able to follow it. But I tried to read it, and it is impossible. It's fun. Ryan, what are we talking about next week? Next week uh, is the start of UBU September, which is a weird name still. And I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about it still. But we're doing the first movie that was chosen by you, the fans. And that's going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Uh, let me just throw this out there. Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. You're I think right. it's going to be aged and dated and weird. Yeah, but it's going to be ice? a hell of a ride. I can't wait. I really can't wait. Do we get more Casey Jones? TBD. Elias Codias? You ever seen the second one? From Defendor? Ugh, don't. <laughs> stop bringing up that movie. Bad times. Bad times. If you like what you hear, give us a rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podcast, at Google Podcast, CastBox, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Beyond Pod, Overcast, Pod Chaser, whatever. Make sure you're drinking your bud. Why do it? <laughs> Gotta get your bud heavy in Gotta there. make sure you get that right and white. Also, like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Caped Podcasters. We're having some fun over on the socials. There's been a lot going on. Also, don't forget to keep listening after you hear that final theme song. Oh, yeah. And if you have any comments or questions, send it to kpodcasters at gmail.com. So we'll see you next week for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. TMNT 2. Same pod time. Same pod channel.
So, Brian, that's Man of Steel. What do you think happens post credits? I think you go to the Daily Planet and you have everybody kind of hanging out and you have Steve Lombard kind of being a creep still, asking <laughs> out all the ladies to go to this. What does he have? Like tickets to a, a basketball yeah, it's a, it's a game? Court seats. Court seats. I see where this is going. Court right. side seats for the Metropolis whatevers, whatever they are. And everybody's like, Steve, you're kind of a creep. And everybody's ripping on Steve. And he's like, you know what? Fine. I'm out of here. So he leaves and he heads up to Canada where he meets Arthur Poppington and he changes his name to Paul Carter. It's Michael Kelly. It's Michael Kelly. I can't believe we forgot to mention Michael Kelly. Michael Kelly was in Defendor last week. He's the only holdover from last week. I can't believe there's a holdover. Who knew? How fucking wild is that? I blame UB3. Dave, what do you think happens? What I think happens is we see Henry Cavill Uh in the underwear suit. Sitting at a bar. It's a lot like out of Big Lebowski. And he's just kind of taking like the Sam Elliott role. Okay, yeah. And he's sitting there. He's got a butt heavy in front of him. The old red and white. And he's taking a sip and he goes, folks, I'm British. I get it. I get it. I don't belong. But here's the thing. I'm the Superman you can have a beer with. I'm the Superman you can drink that red and white with. I'm the Superman who's going to root for Dale on Sunday. I'm the Superman who's going to go the 500 miles, and I'm going to make those left turns, and it's going to be great because America. Also, I'm British. I'm also Henry Cavill. <laughs> I forgot to mention that at the first part. <laughs> we got a British Superman. What the fuck? I'd drink a beer with a British Superman. Like Carlsberg? <laughs> no, red and whites. Oh, boy. Mixed signals. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.